Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. As always, I'm always uh, grateful that you are spending some time with me. I am, uh, today, I'm going to slow some stuff down. Uh, it has been a pretty hectic few months in a lot of ways for, for me personally, professionally, uh, you know, in uh, social situations, cultural topics. There's just been an abundance. There has been so much going on. And today I'm going to show, show you a, a little glimpse into me uh, by means of making sure you understand what you're getting here at this podcast that is different than what you may be getting in most of the other places. So we at Healthy Perspectives are, are different. Uh, we are... <laughs> This is actually, let me let me pause and go back a tiny bit. Uh, this is coming up because I have gotten this feedback a few times. It's things along the lines of, um, your podcast is a little bit annoying. I really wish you would just tell me what your views are. As I dig into it, the results are basically the same viewpoint in the background. People want to know where I stand on all the issues that I discuss. They don't want me to be a neutral party. They don't want me to play that middle game. They want to know, are you for gun rights or against gun rights? Are you for abortion or against abortion? Are you like, where do you stand on all of these things? And I got to tell you, I think what I'm doing, one, I think it's harder than taking a position. I can take a position and defend it all day long. Uh, I have opinions and sometimes really strong opinions. But to take a position would make me no different than everybody else that you guys listen to. It's more important for me to not take a position on everything that I discuss. At least not in this form. Like if I, if I decided someday to run for office, then I would be taking positions. You would know my positions. I would make them clear and I would post them. But that's not the point of this podcast. What they basically are telling me is, are you a friend or are you an enemy? Because they've already made up their mind on their side. That's pretty much the gist of what I'm getting at with that feedback at this point. It's about an echo chamber and a creation of allies. People want to hear what they want to hear. That's not the point of this podcast. It never was, and it won't be for as long as this podcast is going. That is not going to be my point. It's about confirming preconceived ideas. What You probably heard me talk about confirmation bias. Look, you have ideas. I'm not here to tell you what to think. It's about our cultural illness. We want so badly to fit in. We need to know who is not like us or who is like us. And that is a cultural illness. As if my way is superior. I mean, if you're out there and you're thinking that you know best, that you are superior, then you probably need to go back and listen to my uh, podcast on cultural illness. Because that is such a foundational piece to narcissism. 
and cultural narcissism. It's ridiculous. It just is. You don't have to agree with me or like me or anything like that. But that thinking model is narcissistic in its tendency. Superiority, a lack of empathy for other, for somebody who sees things different. So if you came here to know my positions, you're probably in the wrong place. Though I'm not afraid to state them, that's not the point of this. If you came here to hear what you're supposed to think about current events, you're probably in the wrong place. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I provide perspective, but you make a decision about what you think. I know that's different. That's super awkward for a lot of you out there, I'm sure. And I'm not meaning that to be condescending. I really, truly think that's super awkward for many of you out there. Wait a minute. Uh, you're not going to tell me what I'm supposed to think? No, I am not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different here. I'm not here because I want you to think like me. I want you to understand different ways of thinking, different growth processes, relational processes, so that you can think and grow and be transformed in your own life. So that five years from now, you're not repeating the same argument you have today. Because if you're doing that, in the, at the end, I'm telling you, you're the fool. Not me. Because five years from now, I'll be saying some things differently. Because I've got a growth process going on inside of me. And I am learning and getting better. And I'm asking foolish questions and getting answers to make me less foolish. I'm here to help you grow your thinking process. That's what I'm here to do. We don't have to agree. Matter of fact, I think a lot of times it's best if we don't. But I do like to challenge your thinking. That's what I'm here to do. We don't have to disagree. I like it when people agree with me. It feels good. So if you do agree with me, great. Let me know that too. I believe, I strongly believe you do not need an echo chamber. You have so many echo chambers to choose from. I think what we as a culture need is the ability to think for ourselves, but also relate to others. And that's what I bring to the table. A way of thinking for ourselves without harming one another. I also know you don't need more fear. You don't need me to tell you what's up. You can look around and you can see lots of things to be afraid of. And so I try in my podcast to settle things down and give you an opportunity to see them without the fear being attached. So how do we stop the ill effects of a cultural illness, because that, that is definitely something that's happening right now. Go back and listen to episode 51 on June 23rd. You can hear more about it in a little bit different detail. But how do we stop it? <clears throat> I'm going to set an example. I hope. I hope I'm going to set an example. I'm going to walk you through a way in which I have become. So I'm doing identity work here. For those of you who don't know, I have become. I am and what I'm doing and what it's for. So I'll start with who I am. 
Since about 2001, I've worked in psychology, social science fields of sorts. Um, obviously, there's been a variety of different opportunities in there for me, from residential care to outpatient care, uh, from working with gang members to uh, you know working from people all over a state, from managing a contract. Like I- I've done a lot of stuff. I'm going to give you a few experiences that I've had that definitely shape uh, uh, my thinking in some ways. So I was in the military. Um, I went in when I was 17. It was more of a product of need than than of want, although I wanted it too, right? I, I needed to grow up, and I, I knew I wanted to grow up in the military. I thought that would be a good place for me to do some growing. Uh, I spent some time when I got back working in some residential uh, military model-type schools. That was good for me while I finished up college. Uh, I I worked in a public school system for almost six years. That was good for me. Uh, It allowed me to to learn a lot of things about our public school systems. I did some private practice. I managed, or uh, how do do I say it? I I provided oversight for... uh, I was a contract manager, basically. I, I, I looked at the data. I looked at the individual cases within a contract um, for the state of Idaho um, when it came to Optum. And our, our at the time, what was our brand new contract with Optum Idaho, uh, I got to see all kinds of political garbage in there. That was interesting. Uh, I did outpatient care. Uh, as I've said before, I did more residential, another nine years or so, and I'm in private practice right now. So why am I giving you a little bit of my history? Those things, uh, if you look at those, those lists, one, most of those are uh, sort of kid-centric. Like I, I have put myself around um, the nation's youth for a while. Uh, for lots of reasons. Um, but the main one is, uh, I see it as protected class. They're, that's a group of people that need guidance and protection from a world that is tough, that is hard. And so uh, I believe that, and, and I'd like to think, I mean, I'm, this is probably just me being somewhat selfish, uh, but I'd like to think I'm a pretty good guy most of the time. Uh, I try really hard to be just a reasonable, good person. I, I, and I know that I've made mistakes along the way. So don't be fooled that I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. I have made some mistakes. Uh, my mistakes, I think, are relatively small in the big picture. Um, you know, for instance, I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't, uh, you know, ever taken advantage of anybody sexually. Uh, I haven't, like, there's a lot of have-nots. Um, but I have not always been the most helpful that I possibly could. And I say that because... At the time, I was doing the best I knew how, but knowing what I know now, I probably would do some of those things differently. I can't go back and undo it, right? So I go through this process. I've I've got to forgive the old me for being foolish and not protecting people in certain situations or by questioning things in certain ways and stuff like that. And those things... Those little, those little pathways, those transitions from one type of work to another type of work, but all staying in a similar field. What I've learned about me is that I really want to 
take care of people and love people as best I possibly can in a good, healthy way. And I've done that as best I knew how along the way. And I'm doing better all the time. So 10 years from now, that I'll get to this in a minute too, but that's my hope. I hope I, I keep that progress going. Um, for a long time, I avoided clinical work. I think it's important to say that because I did not want to use the gifts that I was given. It was so much easier. I, people just annoyed me. Like they had, a, they all had opinions. Ugh. What I eventually came to understand, I was, I was going to be a math major. I was actually studying mathematics. Um, what I came to understand was the most complex problem on the planet is the people problem. We are the most complex equation on the planet. Now, when I saw that, my, it was like deer in the headlights. Whoa, wait a second. And it has shaped me since. I look not, not that people are problems, but people are the most, most complex equation on the planet. And we have problems. If we can find the right variables in a person's life and point to them, and a person can then go and make adjustments in those areas to their own liking, their happiness quotient goes way up. Their success goes way up. Their relational abilities go way up. I like finding those. It's almost like this really cool treasure hunt. I know that there, there are gems inside of that person sitting in front of me. And my job is to find them and point at them and go, oh, that is beautiful. Did you know that was in there? And then they go, well, well, well yeah. And I just go, I don't know. What do you think about it? Are you glad it's there? Or are you not glad it's there? And then they get to tell me about the gems that we have found inside of them. I love that part. It makes me um, feel like what I'm doing matters. And that's, that's important to me. I want, I want to be impactful in a positive way. I don't want to just go through the motions. So all of that stuff has led me to this point where I'm literally on this, this journey of, of finding beauty inside of all of these people in my private practice and people that interact with me on, on the podcast, on social media and stuff. I, I think it's just really cool. So I told you I was going to look at how I've become and how I am. Now you know those two things because what I am is a treasure hunter. What I'm doing is trying to make an impactful difference. And what's it all for? Well, let me tell you what I'm doing with this podcast. I am attempting to encourage discussion by presenting multiple, multiple perspectives. Not one perspective, not your perspective, not my perspective, but multiple perspectives on current and challenging cultural, social, and psychological issues. That's what I'm wanting to do. Those things range from, I can do stuff on the brain science that's been going on. I could do stuff on attachment theory, psychological stuff. 
I could talk about what it means to be bipolar or narcissistic or what it means to be depressed. I could talk about all of those really technically. I could also talk about sports. What does it take to make a team? What's the psychology of stepping into a batter's box? What about running onto a field to take the next snap as the quarterback when you've been on the bench all season? I'm here to talk about that stuff too. I'm also here to talk about things like Dobbs v. Jackson, gun rights. Not because of my opinion, but because the discussion warrants attention. We have got to be willing to have hard conversations. And each of those things, just so you know, are hard conversations. Ask any uh, bench-warming quarterback that has to go into a game. That's a hard conversation. There's nothing easy about that. They've been told, you're second class, you're second class, you're second class, and now you're up, buddy. Go in there and win the game for us. The, the pressure is very intense in that situation. I know I would get more listeners if I took sides. I know it. I would. I would, I would develop a whole pack of allies on my side. I know I'm walking a middle ground that means I'm going to be struggling for listeners. I know that. And that's the pathway that I believe to be the right pathway for me. I say that because if we are only choosing our side and we are only going into the echo chambers, then I have failed you. And I'm not interested in failing people. I trust me, I've made enough mistakes in my life. I don't need to fail more people. I also believe it's harder to bring this kind of balance. If any of you have tried to have an open, honest discussion about any of these topics, is it easy to stay balanced? No, unless you're deep inside of your echo chamber and then you sound like you're the most reasonable, rational one around. Now, that's not fair to you. So I don't want to be that. I'm teaching people essentially how to fish because I believe it's more important to know how to fish than to take you down to the creek and catch all the fish for you and spoon feed them to you. I want you to be able to do this for yourself. So I am teaching processes. I am talking about things like rumbling. I'm talking about things like fear and emotions and emotional regulation. When you can choose your tackle, your bait, your fishing hole, and you can go catch your own fish, I think you're better off for it. That's my goal here. Make sure that people know how to catch their own fish, how to think for themselves. I think that's more important than having an echo chamber. So what's it all for? The reason that I'm doing this, I don't know if you have noticed, but I haven't taken on a single sponsor. I don't know, I don't know if and when that will happen, uh, but I can tell you already I will be very, very picky and choosy because anybody that's come to me, I'm picky and choosy. 
Like they, they've got to be standing for things that matter to, to this movement that I'm creating here. So keep in mind that it's for you. I'm doing this for you. I've done these hours and hours and hours of work for free for you. It's not about economic gain for me. It's about you. Can I help one person, two people, three people? Can we grow that to 20, to 50, to 100, to 1,000, to 10,000, to a million? Can we help people think for themselves and boldly ask important questions, even if they feel dumb doing it, so that they can learn and grow and get better? That's what I'm here for. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I know it was a little bit of a rant, a little bit of background on me. I'm just really tired of the feedback that neutral, like, why are you neutral? And I I thought you deserved an answer to that question. So my hope is I can put this to rest now and hopefully not come back to this, at least for a long while, uh, because I I, I think I've, I've done a decent job of outlining who I am, what I'm about, and where I'm going. Obviously, if you have questions, send me a note. I'd love to hear them. Go ahead and send this out to all your friends. Let's talk about what's important, what's going to help us get better as a culture, as a people. Let's do that. Have a great one.